Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Business Meets Fitness podcast with your host Lauren Tickner and in today's episode we are going to be talking about anxiety. Now anxiety is something that I have personally suffered from which is why I really wanted to make this podcast. In this episode an expert is coming on to talk about tips for overcoming and preventing anxiety. So it's a really 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 valuable podcast episode for anyone who's suffering or from anyone who struggles with feelings of anxiousness. So with that said if you are enjoying this podcast at any time please do make sure to take that screenshot share it on your Instagram story and tag at business meets fitness and then also my tag is at Lauren Tickner but everything is in the show notes so you can just click on that and it will take you right there so without further ado let's get right into today's episode hello Chloe welcome to this meets fitness podcast how are you today I'm really good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, I'm super excited to have you on because I think these five tips that we're going to talk about and this whole anxiety topic is going to be a really good topic for the audience. So I just thought it would be nice if you could maybe give a little bit of a background on what you do, where you've come from, how you got where you are today. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so I I am a hypnotherapist and I, I specialize in helping people with anxiety. And I started just helping people with anxiety about five years ago because I'd had my own issues with anxiety in the past so starting from about the age of 15 I began having panic attacks that just seemed to come out of nowhere they didn't seem like there was any real trigger Um, and I think it was a mixture of you know teenage hormones and kind of putting pressure on myself um, you know being quite hard on myself and things like drinking alcohol and feeling really hungover the next day that created so much anxiety and and all these panic attacks and it took me ages to actually realize that this is something that could get better I think I just thought oh this is the way I am you know I'm just a warrior I'm just a stressed out person I'm going to be stuck this way forever and this is what I hear from a lot of people as well that you really feel like you know, this is There's something no way out. Yeah, it's something that can't get better. I always kind of, I mean, I'll touch upon it a little bit later, but I've suffered massively with anxiety. And just a couple, well, not a couple, a couple of months ago, I'd say, I was literally just like in my car and I was like, what is wrong with me? I was like, literally, what is wrong with me? Why am I like this? And I think it's something that it's just a feeling of such hopelessness. And yeah, so sorry for interrupting. but No, that's, that's a really good point. I think when you're in that that kind of state of mind you do feel that there's something wrong with you you know I remember thinking I'm broken yeah no one else knows what it's like to feel like this there's something uniquely wrong with me that no one else has ever experienced in the history of human beings of course that's not the case but that's really what it can feel like and it can feel you know very isolating you feel like you're on your own you're struggling with this thing on your own when in the the reality is that um, 28% of young women feel anxious all or most of the time. So it's a yeah. huge proportion. Wow. Um, so I was basically just feeling anxious. And that ranged from, you know, general anxiety where I was just worrying about things all the time to social anxiety to health anxiety. So I experienced the whole, the whole range of, of different, yeah. different kind of anxieties and the way that it can manifest itself. And then finally... Um, I started to get some help and realize actually I can't actually go on like this forever maybe there is something that I can do about it and I 
tried a lot of different things. So I, I tried different types of therapy. I went on meditation retreats. I made big changes in my life. Um, and gradually I noticed changes and it didn't, didn't happen overnight, but I, I started to feel better. I started to feel stronger, more confident. Um, and then six years ago, I, I trained as a hypnotherapist and now I use that as a, a tool to help people who are kind of struggling with the same things as me. Okay. So were you keen to become a hypnotherapist due to your previous issues with the anxiety or was it due to another reason that you wanted to get into hypnotherapy? Well, I, I had listened to a lot of hypnotherapy recordings when I was feeling quite anxious and I'd never actually been to a hypnotherapist when I started my training, but I listened to these recordings and found them really helpful and just thought, Hmm, that's an interesting approach. You know, so how does it, how does it actually work? So what, when you're with a client, what are you doing to them? Uh, yeah so I, I wave my magic wand like, watch out. <laughs> so um it, it, there's a lot of misconceptions around hypnotherapy we see yeah. things on the telly it seems a bit weird it seems like you lose control and it's nothing like that you just find that you get into this very deeply relaxed state so even people who really struggle to switch off and are overthinking everything all the time can still get into this very deeply relaxed state during a hypnotherapy session and when we're in that deep state we're able to make changes within the subconscious so so much of anxiety comes from our subconscious mind the automatic worries and thoughts you know your nervous system responding as a subconscious you know, process, you don't decide to be anxious or, you know, you don't consciously decide to, you know, have a panic attack. Yeah. It's something that happens before you've even had a chance to think about it. So it's this kind of subconscious response. So yeah, in hypnotherapy, we're working on the subconscious mind to sometimes address things from childhood that actually could be at the root of the anxiety okay. to help you to sort of shift your perspective on things, just to learn to trust yourself more. Mm. And to feel that you can actually handle challenges and you, you are capable and you are worthy. So those are the sorts of things I'm commonly kind of helping people with. Yeah, for sure. And so I think that's a good point. So where you were talking about kind of the reasons why people get anxiety. So there's, of course, lots of different types of anxiety as well. So are there particular reasons why certain types of anxiety are triggered or is it just totally depend on an individual basis because I think a lot of times people I think anxiety there's obviously the feeling of being anxious where you kind of it's kind of the nervous feeling but then there's actual anxiety disorders as well so maybe kind of distinguishing between that um, is there any kind of particular distinguishment that you can give to the audience yeah so I mean I mean anxiety is normal it's a completely normal emotion yeah. if you get nervous or worried before a job interview that's completely normal if you're feeling nervous just every day for no particular reason then that is not kind of normal that's not something that you want to have to put up with and that's maybe the the kind of point where you want to actually address it and get some help for it but I think it's really about asking yourself is this is this a problem is it holding me back from things is it holding me you know back from being myself is it ruining my happiness or getting in the way of enjoying the moment um and kind of you know recognizing you know you should know within yourself whether it's causing you problems or not if you really listen to yourself definitely so what are all the different types of anxiety then gosh because it's such an umbrella term so you know general generalized anxiety disorder is usually worrying about things a lot and worrying about 
almost anything and worrying, you know, most days. Something like social anxiety is where you have this big fear about being judged by people. So it's much more than just being shy. It's more, it's more than that. It's, you know, feeling very nervous, you know, avoiding social situations. I remember when I was experiencing a lot of that, I would shake, you know, when I would meet someone and actually that's pretty terrible if you're meeting someone for a drink and your, and your hand is shaking when you're yeah. trying to pick up the glass. Um, so so you were just sort of so afraid of what they were thinking about you when you were chatting or something? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of at, at the root of it. But, okay. but honestly, it seems almost, um, when I think back at it now, it, it seems very physical. I think a lot of yeah. anxiety is very physical. physical. Yeah. And you're not necessarily sure. thinking, oh, what are they thinking of me? But your body is responding because of this deep you know fear that you're not even consciously aware of necessarily so interesting so interesting and then there's obviously panic disorder which is what I've suffered with really um and kind of to a degree still now I'm still it it comes and goes you know it was really bad in November but then it kind of you can get your mindset out of it and I know one of the tips that I would always give to people with anxiety and I hope you agree with this one but is avoiding caffeine because um it was when I was having a lot of caffeine and that was, it was just, it went in tandem because, you know, there was nothing bad going on in my life. I wasn't experiencing, you know, I'm experiencing a lot, a lot more stress now, but yeah, it's just crazy. But panic disorder is something that I've had since I was really, really young. And yeah, there's periods of time where it's like super, super bad. And then periods of time where it's like today, you know, I don't even feel it at all. So yeah, I think that that's, um, really really interesting so I think also um so you were talking about how the hypnotherapy really gets to like the root cause and I think a lot of times like people it's it's very hard I think when you're having panic attacks for, for example and maybe you don't know what the reason is behind it so is there anything that you could kind of say to the listeners what should they do if they're in perhaps that situation I would say it is important to try and figure out what's going on below the surface because I sometimes think about a panic attack as being like if you get a fizzy drink bottle and you shake it and shake it you know and it's almost as if you know when you open the the lid it all bubbles over and coca-cola goes everywhere or whatever and um, that's almost like a panic attack where if you keep stuff in and you're in this you know, you're creating a lot of tension, there's stress in your life, there's anxieties, and you're maybe keeping that inside, or you're not really dealing with what's going on, um, or you're just trying to push through, you know, if you're feeling stressed, but you keep pushing yourself, you keep working, you're not taking time to rest, there's almost like an explosion of adrenaline, an explosion of emotion, yeah. that's what I think of as a panic attack as being like, and when I look back at my own kind of past, I was really bad at... Um, knowing what my feelings were I was very in denial I kept a lot of things inside there's a lot of things that I didn't deal with I just you know would use alcohol to try and forget about or just kept busy or you know focused on um even worrying can be a way of suppressing our emotions because if we're worrying we're not we're distracted actually we're not really processing the deeper feelings we're not feeling our emotions or engaging with our emotions yeah so I think it is about you know getting to the root of what's what's going on for sure definitely and so when someone actually has a panic attack um loads of adrenaline is released and all that but I found for me something that really really helped with getting to grips with my panic attacks when it was at its very worst which was between I'd say I'd say probably the age of 16 um was understanding the actual science behind it 
and what actually happens uh, when you're having a panic attack because I think it kind of helps you say to yourself okay right now all that's happening is my adrenal glands are going crazy and all this stuff so would you be able to just run us through that? Yeah definitely I think I mean lots of people end up going to hospital to A&E when they first have a panic attack because it's so scary you feel like you're dying you feel like you can't breathe. Yeah I always thought I was having a heart attack Exactly. Yeah. You think you're having a heart attack and it's incredibly frightening when you don't know what's really going on. And all that's happening is that your body's going into a massive fight or flight. Yeah. So your body has interpreted that there's some kind of danger. It's switched on the flight or fight mechanism and you get this big rush of adrenaline, which will cause your heart to race. You might feel dizzy. You might feel shaky. Um, you might hyperventilate because your body's trying to get more oxygen so that you can run away or fight what it thinks is a threat. Um, and sometimes just knowing that it's not dangerous to have a panic attack. You're not, you're not actually damaging your body by that experience. You're not having a heart attack. And the feeling is going to pass. Um, and it will just go by itself. Usually panic attacks will last a couple of minutes. And then your body will calm down and those adrenaline levels will start to reduce. Um, and I think that's probably the best thing to remember that it's not going to last forever. Yeah, for sure, definitely. And I think for people that get health anxiety, that's a really hard thing to get your head around because I know for sure that that is me. Like, I get panic attacks about having panic attacks as well. So it kind of becomes a massive cycle. But I think it's just when people kind of, hopefully through listening to this podcast, realise that they're not the only people who are going through this. Other people suffer with it as well. Um, And, you know, obviously it's not normal and you do need to get help for it. But you're not dying. And so (laughs) I think now is a really good time to kind of move into the five practical tips to overcoming anxiety, Chloe. I know that this is what we spoke about um, before we started recording the podcast episode, but what what would be your first tip? So firstly, and I think the thing that really started to turn things around for me was to, and I call it um, making peace of mind your priority. And... That basically means that you have to, I think, when you're suffering from anxiety, make a conscious effort to take care of yourself and to do things that are going to help you to relax or, you know, to nurture yourself or to unwind. Um, Because it's so easy to get caught up in all the things we have to do and all of that pressure that's going on. And actually taking care of ourselves can really take a back seat. So I would say make peace of mind your priority organize your life around trying to take small moments for yourself to do something relaxing and um you know whether that means just having a night in on the sofa or whether that means you know having a walk at lunchtime or having a bath on a Sunday night just those small kind of moments for yourself can really help definitely definitely it doesn't even need to be anything big it can be half an hour out of your day or even every other day but it will really really add add up and help you a lot I definitely know that that helps me I like to go for a walk for between 40 minutes to 50 minutes kind of per day every single day and I just find it give and I don't check social media while I'm on my walk I just walk and listen to a nice podcast that is something that has really helped me and not only has it helped me overcome my anxiety but also it's helped me just uh, just generally getting into a good routine having a good outlook on life and just being a lot more of a calm person for sure absolutely yeah yeah so what's your second tip okay so secondly it's just to be kind to yourself and you know we're told this all the time but how often 
do you find yourself kind of or do we find ourselves kind of launching into that negative self-talk and beating ourselves up and mm. you know not being you know we, we wouldn't speak to our worst enemies sometimes the way that we speak to ourselves we can really yeah. be so harsh on ourselves so even though I know that people listening this to this will know this I just want to affirm that it's incredibly important to treat yourself as you would a friend not to beat yourself up you know, don't give yourself a hard time if you're struggling with something because you're a human being and you don't need to be perfect. No. And just to, to really watch the way that you're speaking to yourself and the way that you're talking to yourself in your own mind. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And something that, again, I've found has helped massively is first thing when I wake up in the morning, I just say some daily affirmations to myself. Now, I'm not into all this weird, like, woo-woo stuff, but my gosh, it really helps. I say to myself, I am fit, I am happy, I am healthy, I am strong, I am successful, and today is going to be a good day. And then I jump out of bed, and then my day begins. And, you know, that's I ring, that kind of ring around in my head because I can just recite it like that so easily. But it's what I say to myself every single morning without fail. And it just sets the tone for such a nice day. It's the beginning of my morning routine, and it just gets me in that good frame of mind. That's such a good idea. Yeah, start start the day right with some yeah. positive self-talk. Exactly, exactly. So, Chloe, tip number three. So, meditation. Meditation. And I'm bad at meditation. Well, well, a lot of people say this, but you can't actually be bad at it. And I think mm. what puts us off, and I've definitely been there, what puts us off is thinking that we need to be good at it. Yeah. On ourselves. So, we're, we're sitting down, we're trying to meditate, what we're having loads of thoughts so we can't sit still or you know there are so many distractions and the more pressure we put on ourselves the harder it is mm. and if you can just say to yourself right I'm going to do 10 minutes a day and even if I think for 90% of the time and I'm not focusing on my breath or I'm not focusing on my mantra um that's actually okay because 10% of the time you are going to be doing it and actually that's enough okay. and being kind to yourself again about how you're you're doing that meditation don't you know beat yourself up if you're not doing it right or you're not good at it because it's something that does get easier and it is in my opinion probably one of the best things that you can do for anxiety um because it changes your brain actually you know they do brain scans of people and, and you can see that the amygdala actually shrinks so the amygdala is the part of the brain that creates the fight or flight response and actually, we grow more grey matter in the front part of our brains, which helps us to be more rational and to think more clearly. Wow. So it actually changes your brain. And that is amazing, I think. That's insane. So, Chloe, for someone who's like me, who's dabbled with meditation, but only when they've been into like a yoga class or something, or done one of those, when I've been on uh, boot camps or not boot camps, just retreats, when they've had meditation classes... How would you advise someone like me or maybe someone who's never meditated before to actually start meditating? Because it's something I've put it in my morning routine and I've said to myself, I will do 10 minutes of meditation every single morning. But Chloe, I must admit, ever since I put that in my morning routine, I haven't done it once and I've just taken it out and switched it for stretching because I just can't do it. I mean, I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but I feel like meditation is just something that just doesn't work for me. Yeah. And to be honest, I used to feel exactly the same. I tried it first when I was about 16 and I was having panic attacks and I told myself, it's just not for me. I've just got the wrong kind of brain, Mm. never going to work, but actually anyone can do it. And I'd say, start off with a guided meditation for something that you listen to. 
YouTube is perfect. I've got one on my website. That I okay. Can send people. I'll put it in the link to the description of this podcast if that's yeah. good you, Yeah, perfect. Perfect. YouTube has loads. Guided meditations are the easiest access point. Um, but doing something like a bit of yoga or a bit of stretching beforehand mm-hmm. it's, is a really good way to get you in the right mindset to meditate. So yeah. most people will find it a lot easier if you do sort of 10 minutes of yoga before 10 minutes of meditation, you're going to be finding it a lot, lot easier because you've got rid of some of that stress and tension in your body and it just allows your mind to settle down a lot more easily. Definitely. No, I think that's, I'm going to, what I'm 100% going to do is tomorrow onwards, or even tonight onwards, actually, Chloe, I'm going to start today and I encourage the listeners to do the same as well. I'm going to start using your guided meditation because I think that, you know, of course, even if you're not going through a really severe bout of anxiety, I think it's good to do these things as a preventative measure um, rather than before letting everything boil over, as you said, shaking the fizzy drink too much. We want to just settle it all as much as we can so that we never even get into that state of anxiety. I'm just going to interrupt this episode right here, right now, because I wanted to say if you are enjoying this episode, please do make sure to share it with a friend who might be suffering from feelings with anxiety because we want to help people and this podcast could absolutely change the game for them because it's all about caring for others and showing support for them so if you do think that this might help them make sure to share it with a friend or share it on your instagram story because i know that these five tips and there's actually more than five tips if you get all the way to the end of the podcast but you will know that this podcast will help people and we just want to help other people so anyway let's get back to tip number four write down what you're thinking and feeling yes i love this one Mm -hmm. Yeah, so just writing it down. It could be that you write it in your phone or you just get a notepad that you just use for doing a bit of journaling. But again, it has a very therapeutic effect when we write stuff down in the same way as, you know, if you talk to a a therapist or you talk to a friend about how you're feeling, you usually feel better at the end of the conversation. Um, Just writing down, maybe writing down what your worries are, writing down what it is you're going through or feeling at that time is just a really simple thing that, that can help I agree for sure and I am a massive fan of journaling actually I've actually got a a journaling template that you can download for free if you go to the show notes for this uh, podcast episode I'll pop it in there for you it will just take you to a page on my website and you can download it because I just wrote out this little morning and evening template where you journal in the morning about your day it will help you be productive as well and then journal in the evening as well so people can do this kind of in the morning or the evening when they're doing their meditation so yeah, I like that. I really like that, Chloe. That and so then, yeah, and then we've got one final one final tip. What are you gonna go for? So I would say trying to tune into yourself and ask yourself if you're experiencing a lot of anxiety, what that anxiety is trying to teach you. Okay. Because it's so easy to um I don't know think that there's no reason for it or think we should push through or you know accept that oh this is just the way I am but actually mm-hmm. there is so much we can do and anxiety is there for a reason it is actually trying to tell us something and teach us something about ourselves so maybe it's about you needing to slow down maybe it's about needing to love yourself more maybe it's about you know something from your past that you need to heal and that you need to kind of work through yeah really asking yourself you know does this anxiety have something to teach me what do I need to learn what do I need to change what do I need to heal you can really kind of unlock a lot of um solutions for yourself if you can get into that question 
Yeah, I like that a lot. And I know you were saying about you need to love yourself more and all that, but it could also be something physical. Um, because I know for sure that when I was going through the worst stages of my anxiety when I was 16 was because I wasn't eating enough food. Yeah. And, you know, and I was drinking too much alcohol and I was doing too much exercise. And my body was just telling me, slow down a bit, Lauren. Take a step back. This is too much stress that you're putting on your body. And at that period of time, I luckily and fortunately realized that my anxiety was for my panic attacks were for this reason. Um, and I stopped doing such self-sabotaging things. But that's a, a really, really good point, Chloe. I like that one a lot. So that's been the five tips. Now, I thought next we could just kind of touch upon social media mm. and social media and anxiety because people who are listening to this now are most likely followers of either yours or mine on social media. Um, and I think that I see a lot of people suffer from anxiety through social media. Now, I never want to make people feel anxious through my content, but perhaps other people they follow, maybe it makes them feel insecure or like they're not good enough because they don't look that way or whatever. So what do you think about kind of anxiety and its relation with social media? So I think it definitely plays a role. It's not the whole story. I wouldn't say, you know, everyone's anxiety is linked to social media, but it does seem to be, kind of the reason that anxiety is on the rise and that so many young women especially are experiencing a lot of anxiety. Yeah. And I mean, the first thing is that we, we don't really switch off. You know, we're constantly checking in on, you know, different social medias or we're checking emails or we're on news apps and kind of seeing what's going on in the world. And it can seem as if we're kind of constantly bombarded with information and we sleep next to our phones. It's the mm. first thing we see in the morning, the last thing at night. And if we're constantly kind of at the beck and call of our phones, then we never really truly switch off and fully relax because there's always something to check or a message to reply to or something that you need to post. So that's kind of the first thing that is a problem. And then as you mentioned, this issue of comparison, fear of missing out, it's actually normal for us as human beings to compare ourselves to people. You know, it's something innate for human beings to do that. <laughs> yeah yeah but we've never in the history of you know mankind known what everyone is up to 24 hours a day all the most kind of beautiful successful wealthy people we've got access to their lives and yeah. it all seems perfect from you know where we're where we're standing without knowing the full story and you know you, you know we might be sat at home in our pajamas feeling a bit rubbish about ourselves on any on a particular day and then seeing kind of what other people are up to and it can seem like such a, a stark contrast compared to how we're feeling when we see these kind of images that look like people are living oh. perfect lives mm. um I think it's really important to to just remind ourselves I know people know this already but just as a reminder it's not the full story you know I you know people are being more and more honest about the fact that you know they are struggling people sort of sharing that on Instagram and things their struggles but even if you see someone looking amazing or they look really happy with their boyfriend in a picture, you know, often we don't know what's going on behind the, you know, below the surface. Often yeah. people are struggling, you know, they might be feeling rubbish, even though they look like they're smiling in a picture. So we just don't know the full story. 
Exactly. Yeah, no, a photograph is literally not even a whole second of someone's day. It's literally just the smallest snippet where they're most likely posing. So, yeah, I think that that's really, really important. So maybe a little sixth tip could be just take a break from social media after 8 p.m. at night or 9 p.m., whatever. Just turn it off. Don't go on it. Maybe check it a couple times a day. But I think, yeah, like when you're checking it all day, every day, it can make you stuff. Oh, I don't know. It's it just becomes you become so wrapped up in it, yeah. and especially when you're someone who's trying to build your personal brand, you might be really focused on you know getting out as much content as possible. But I think it's important to just remember that you know social media is not the whole story, and that there's there's more to life than just caring about how many followers you have, how many likes you're getting, and you know yeah that's it really so yeah I think that that's been a really informative podcast Chloe um thank so where, yeah no it's been great so where can people find you so I'm on Instagram at Chloe Brotheridge um my website is karma-u.com Mm, yeah I'll put it all in the show notes for this episode but I think everyone should go check out your stuff and I will also leave the link to your meditation um track so that people can use that and I'm 100% going to be using that tonight because meditation is something that I am going to be taking away and using this as my piece of action for the for taking away from this podcast because it's important to know that you're not going to get results if you don't take action and when it comes to something like anxiety it may seem like a nice idea to start meditating or a nice idea to start journaling, but you're not going to reap the rewards if you don't actually do it. So thank you very much for that, Chloe. And it has been great having you on the podcast today. Thank you so much. And that is going to wrap up today's episode of the Business Meets Fitness podcast. I really, really, really hope that it has provided some value for you. Now, if you have liked this podcast and you're listening on the iTunes app, please do make sure to go to the episode webpage, scroll right down to the bottom and leave me a review, leave me your honest feedback. If you want to leave me a five-star review, then that would mean the world. But of course, there is absolutely no pressure and no obligation. But I love putting out all this free content for you because I just want to help you really. That's what this podcast is all about so if you also have any recommendations of who you'd like to see on the podcast it would be really really cool to hear that from you and what type of genres you like because this podcast is all about you it's not about me it's about me giving the most value to you as possible so with that said it's time to wrap this up as I said please do share it if you like it leave me that review and if you do leave a review it'd be really really cool if you could send me a screenshot once you've done it just so that I can personally thank you but anyway I hope you have an absolutely lovely day and I hope this podcast has helped you in some way.